good well whatever it is for you uh some people it's morning some people it's afternoon i always do that and it's so frustrating because i think about it right afterwards i need to come up with like a standard greeting uh anyway it's king Kyrie here and i'm done rambling hopefully and i just want to go ahead and say like good whatever it is for you so morning evening good night reminds me of the truman show if you haven't seen that well then you're probably really young and i'm not sure why you're listening to me but thank you anyway there i go rambling again for me it's saturday and it i've been up since like 2 a.m and i for the life of me can't go to sleep i went to the gym I did a bunch of intense exercises. I'm right now watching uh, American Dad, and I've been thinking about different podcast ideas. I've been writing them down, and I don't know. Lately, I've just been thinking about music, and I've had conversations with people um, about this like over and over again, and I always find it interesting why people listen to the music they listen to. Um, For me, personally... um, I listen to music as a form of therapy and a form of escapism. And a lot of times I can go to the gym and I can work out for hours doing cardio. And all I think about when I'm doing um, cardio is placing myself in the artist's shoes and performing um, the music that they perform. So I thoroughly enjoy watching performances uh, replayed. on youtube and other places like that um because i just get so into it i love to dance i've always loved to dance and i've picked up some dance moves uh based off of like music videos and things like that and for me being able to listen to something and just escape into it uh depending on my mood is why i listen to the music i listen to so um, I know that in my previous um, episode at the beginning of the season, I talked about going to go see Beyonce and Pink, and uh, those are two of my top three um, artists of all time. And I know some of y'all are thinking, oh, you've got no taste. But the fact of the matter is, um, taste is all subjective. And so what I think is good, what you think is good, it all depends on who you are, and a lot of times what you've gone through and what you're going through. So uh, Beyonce, people think that she's got songs that have no substance, but there are quite a few um, songs that she sings that mean a lot to me. Um, We played Heaven um, at my mom's funeral, and I played that song for a couple of my friends saying, you know, this is what we're going to play after I performed her eulogy. And they're like, oh, is this a new song? Like, who's singing this? I'm like, it's Beyonce. And this is from an album that she, her self-titled album back in 2014. And people were shocked. They didn't think that she performed music like that. And that's one of the things that um, I really enjoy doing is showing people a different side of an artist they think they know. Um, There are several songs that Pink has everyone thinks that pink is like this edgy like you know fuck you type of person but again she has songs that if you were to listen to them they just make you cry um like i i spoke about the one in my previous um podcast uh when i get there but the first time i heard that song hearing it i i broke down there's also a song on uh beautiful trauma uh titled barbies and that song if you listen to the message will just make you break down 
because if depending on what kind of life you led again there are some people who will listen to that song like ah oh, it's whatever but for others it speaks to the story that they've lived um barbie's is essentially a song filled with regret it, it makes you take a step back and look at your life and makes you wonder how you got to where you've gotten um it is a very depressing song because the 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 chorus goes um i wish i could go back back to playing barbies in my room they never said i'd have to grow up quite this soon my god how things have changed and it, it just goes on from there and at the very end she's she's not crying but the, the singing the way that it's sung makes it feel like she's crying she's like my god i wish i could go back to playing barbies in my room um it talks about you know locking doors because you're paranoid that people are out to get you it talks about uh, not having enough money to pay your bills being concerned and i and people are like thinking oh she's rich like what does she have to worry about we don't know what these people go through we don't know what the what they deal with as far as tax implications and royalties and lawsuits and because in the music industry you get sued for no reason like taylor swift's been sued several times dua lipa's been sued several times beyonce's been sued um uh, the weekend's been sued. Bruno Mars has been sued. We all know about Robin Thicke and Farrell, Fer- Farrell, Farrell, whatever. Um, they've been sued before, and so we don't know what the, they go through. And so, not knowing who to trust is a real thing for Pink and for other artists. And she's not the only one who sung about things like that. You've had Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. Um, there's a song. There's um, Hey Look My I Made It. Um, and there's a line or lyric in that song where it says, or he says, um, if you don't know who you can trust, then trust me, you'll be lonely. And that seems to be a, a wide sentiment for a lot of artists and a lot of celebrities out there. You don't know who to trust. Uh, Melanie, Melanie Martinez um, has a song where she's like, um, people are going to say, that if you need a break, don't worry, I can take your place. There are people out there who are going to try to just come out of nowhere and bring you down. I mean, I, this may be a bad take, but R. Kelly had a song that uh, talking about I wish. Um, a lot of people grow to regret their celebrity. And so when I listen to these songs, uh, when I listen to this type of music, uh, I can feel what these people are feeling. And sometimes I share the same mentality um, with Lana Del Rey, her first album. Um, I immediately connected to Born to Die. And that song in particular, people I don't think understand. Um, from my perspective, that song is about uh, a relationship that was doomed to fail. Um, and in my experience in my life at that time, um, that was after, you know, I, I was, I thought I was with someone who was not with me. Um, he was, he's my, he was my rapist. Um, and he abused me. And when I heard that song, Born to Die, it, it just, it just hit me. You know, I, I gave someone so much of my time and 
I put in a lot of love that was never reciprocated. And then the end result was he ended up doing what he did to me, showed no remorse for it, and kicked me to the curb as if I, I was nothing. Never acknowledged it, made me seem like it was all in my head. And hearing that song made it that much more real for me that these things actually happen and I'm not the only one. There's also happy songs, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like listening to Lady Gaga. Um, Lady Gaga does sing songs that are very sad. Uh, most recently, uh, Chromatica is actually a song, or, or, or sorry, an album full of sad songs, but they're upbeat. And so a lot of people were like, oh, let's dance to this, while not knowing that the song they're listening to is a song of pain. She tried to do the same thing with Joanne, and though people liked that album, her hardcore fans did not, which is kind of sad because from any other artist, um, I think that the album would have been received a lot more favorably. It's just people expect certain, certain things from certain people, which to me is kind of unfair. Um, they, t- they talk about, you know, artists reinventing themselves and trying to be like someone else. But the fact of the matter is music is like a language and language evolves over time. The year is 2023, soon to be 2024. You go back to when I was in high school, like some of the things that people say like, yes, and daddy and zaddy and all of this stuff. 20 years ago, you would get looked at like you were fucking crazy. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, someone said, oh, this is fire. Like, people didn't talk like that back in the back in the day. And I say back in the day, 20 years is, is like kind of a long time. Because back in 2003, that, that kind of stuff, no one said that. And so, if speech is free to evolve, if fashion is free to evolve... I don't understand how music and artists aren't able to evolve as well. No one would, in my opinion, would have listened to Michael Jackson if his music had stayed the same from when he was in Jackson 5 to his earlier stuff. Because you can listen to Michael Jackson and no one claimed that Michael Jackson ever reinvented himself. And that's another thing in the music industry. If a man goes and he does music of different types and different genres, no one claims that he's reinventing himself. But let a woman do it, and they're, they, they're reinventing themselves to stay relevant. That, to me, is not fair. Because Michael Jackson had a, a ton of hits spanning across several different types of genre. And people are like, oh, well, it's all pop. Well, pop is a blanket term standing for popular. If you are the it artist of the generation, and Michael Jackson was that for his generation, everything he produces is going to be considered pop because it's popular. And so, if you're talking about top 40s, let's be realistic. Is Beyonce really top 40s? She hasn't been top 40. She hasn't had a, a number one um, song since 2009. Her albums have gone number one, platinum, double platinum, triple platinum in some cases. But she hasn't had a number one song since 2009. So, is she considered pop at that point? And uh, I'm not sure about Lady Gaga uh, or Pink. And I know Pink for sure. They consider her pop rock. But I don't think she's had a number one album. A number, not sorry, number one single since uh, 
blow me one last kiss. And I'm not even sure when that was. I think that was in 2011. So they have number one albums, sure, but they don't have number one singles. So are they considered pop? Are they popular artists? Yes. But why are they considered pop? And all of this, when it boils down to it, does it really matter? In my opinion, no. But to the critics, to the industry, it absolutely does. And to each his own. When it comes to music, you are free to like what you want to like. If someone were to grab my iPod and they were to go, and yes, I still have an iPod, and they were to go and hit shuffle, I have a, a catalog of over 35 or around 3,500 songs. You would hear Japanese. And when I say Japanese, I don't mean J-pop because some of it is very slow. Some of it's very, um, it's from, some of it's from anime. Some of it's rock. You'd hear Korean. You'd hear German. You would hear, uh, Spanish, of course. You could hear French. Um, I already said Korean. Uh, Italian. Um, and of course you, you hear, American pop, and but you hear genres as far as country, you hear rock, uh, I don't have screamo, um, you hear rap, and when I say rap, I mean old school, there's very few new age rap songs that I will listen to, simply because it's not my taste, there are some people that will listen to rap, and it's very much, um, a ballad and or testimony to this individual's life, and, I have not lived those struggles, so it doesn't relate to me. I can listen to it and I can accept the words for what they are, but I cannot put myself in that person's shoes, so it's hard for me to get into a song and sort of feel what this person's feeling, so I don't listen to it. I don't listen to uh, uh, mainstream rap because a lot of it's the same old garbage. We perpetuate in the rap industry, the mainstream rap industry, uh, very specific messages that I think are very bad for the black community, and I just don't appreciate it. So I can't appreciate it. It's very regressive for who we are. And I know that there are a lot of people that will claim, and I've had this conversation, that rap is our culture. And I and I, I agree. A lot of music is our culture. There's uh, a lot of it that is stemmed from the black community that was poached and pillaged by the industry to serve white people. And if you don't understand or don't know what I'm talking about, there is a huge amount of research that has been conducted and done. And there are lots of artists that have admitted, uh, Eminem for one has said it several times that, um, a lot of white artists back in the thirties, forties, and fifties took from black individuals and there weren't copyright laws and things in place to keep the, uh, their, uh, what's that stuff called their art protected so whatever was stolen was just taken and it was popularized by white people and there are a lot of white artists that will say oh well that's a good thing it helped push these people to the forefront saying that hey this is actually their art granted the royalties that these people should have been receiving they didn't start receiving until decades later when lawsuits from families after these people have been deceased um started coming through and I'm not sure how much y'all are aware of music, because I, I love it. Um, in The Lion King, you have the a-wing-ba-way, 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 a-wing-ba-way. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. That song, 
uh, they actually ended up suing, the people who created it ended up suing Disney because they did not have the rights to sing that song. And it was an ongoing battle that Disney eventually lost and had to pay royalties to the family of the originator of that song um, because they use it without permission. And uh, Michael Jackson um, in Wanna Be Starting Something, Mama Say Mama Say Mama Kusa, all of that was written by someone else that he did not pay tribute to. So they had to, uh, he he ended up getting sued and had to pay royalties to the originator of that particular phrase from a song that was written a while ago. And I'm not saying that everyone's perfect that because it happens all the time. But the fact of the matter is, um, if you are an artist um, and you have people writing your music for you, you can't inspect everything. And so this is something that has been going on for decades, almost 100 years at this point. And it, it's slowly starting to... Uh, come to a head where music is is not original at this point anymore because you get lawsuits all over the place like Miley Cyrus in uh We Can't Stop um I think it was We Can't Stop la da dee da dee dancing with Miley yeah it was that song and so um there was something that she did or something that her uh team did that mimicked the um notes and the orchestration of the of that song so the uh non-lyric part of that music was taken and sampled without permission and she ended up getting uh sued for it and it actually was settled outside of court so that way the industry didn't have to admit that they stole and of course uh when it boiled down to it where they get the song from from a a poor uh, country in, I think it was the Caribbean. Uh, Some artists from the Caribbean found out and they were like, yo, this sounds just like ours. And so they took her to court, uh, took whoever was involved in that, took them to court, ended up settling out of court. And what does this have to do with, you know, music is that music comes from all over the place and it means a lot to different people and can be interpreted very different ways and when you try to interpret someone else's art um that's one thing but when you try to make it your own it can cause a lot of issues and we see that um a lot of times with fan bases um because fans fans will try to interpret the art of the people that they idolize uh and to the point where they interject themselves they project themselves into the songs and they make the song about them and if you were to diss that particular song uh, it's like you're dissing them and they they come for you like you cannot be on the wrong side of the beehive you cannot be on the wrong side of swifties because they will do some crazy ass shit they will find where you live they will send the cops to your house they may even come to your house themselves and, and you ask them why, because you made fun of Taylor Swift, you made fun of Beyonce. They will go out of their way to try and ruin your life for saying something ill against one of the artists that they adore. And let's be real, being able to separate the art from the artist, a lot of people that I know aren't able to do that because I referenced R. Kelly before and I know people have a lot of strong feelings 
uh, towards R. Kelly. I, I, I honestly, I do too. But it's not just R. Kelly, it's the music industry in general because this has been happening for decades. People were aware of it and they didn't do anything about it. And at the end of the day, R. Kelly is in prison, yes, but no one else that was there at, who enabled him, who sent these girls to him, the parents of the girls who he allowed, they allowed to go with him. None of them saw jail time that I'm aware of. They, they hung R. Kelly out to dry to make an example of him, yet everyone else in the music industry who was involved in this served no time whatsoever. Um, and that, that, that's, that, that's one of those things where as tragic and as heartbreaking as it is, the message behind the music that he produced still means a lot to a lot of people. I do not condone and I will not overlook, especially as someone who is a survivor of sexual abuse, what R. Kelly did. But when I looked into it, I found out all of this stuff has been happening for years and no one did anything about it. I was infuriated by everyone involved. And so uh, I did take quite a few songs of his um, off of my playlist. I don't have them anymore. But the ones that I need, because there, there are songs that sometimes I need, I will go ahead and I will play them. And I separate him from the message because I wish uh, world's greatest I believe I can fly those are songs that deep down inside when I'm feeling down I need to listen to and so that that's an, a, a whole different can of worms music means so much to so many people the way we interpret it the the, the emotions that it can invoke um, are very powerful and they're very real um, but they also can breed delusions and we we need to understand that because like I said I immerse myself I intentionally delude myself into thinking that I can be this because it's better than the alternative where there are a lot of people that will listen to depressing music and I when I'm not gonna lie I will too if I feel that I'm on the verge of tears and I need them to come out I will turn on a sad song. I have a, a, a playlist on my iPod called Water Bearer. And it's full of songs that talk about grief. It talks about seeing yourself as a failure. It talks about all the things that I've struggled with. And I will make myself listen to it. I will cry every single time. Even if it's just a small tear, that's one thing. But there are times when I will straight up bawl. There are songs that I have on my playlist with no words, no lyrics whatsoever. That's pure orchestration. Uh, some of them are from Lindsey Sterling. And I know people are used to listening to her, you know, very fast paced, like pop violin. But she's got a, a song on there called, um, I think Before Twilight is what it's called. And it's very slow. And it, it, it just, it, it, I remember hearing it for the first time. I was down in the uh, base, not basement, but it's like a, if you're in the north part of the United States, they have basements, but they also have um, partially submerged like living rooms. So it's like half above and half below the ground. I forgot what it's called because it's not subterranean, um, 
but it's it's partially under the ground. And so I was sitting down there, turn the lights off, turn the music on, and you know I was expecting to just you know just jam out and listen to Lindsey Sterling, and I pressed shuffle on the play on the, uh, on this particular album, and when this song came on, it was slow and I was expecting it to pick up, but it never picked up, and it just stayed that way. And I started thinking about, you know, where I was at that point in time in my life. And the tears just started pouring down. And I started sobbing uncontrollably to the point where I needed someone, just someone. So I remember like walking up the stairs and walking into my brother's room and I was just crying he turned the light on I was just there in tears and I went and I hugged him and he's like what's wrong and I just shook my head and was like I just need a hug I didn't do stuff like that and he was really really worried and I was like don't worry I've just listened to a song that uh brought out a lot of emotion and he was like okay and he started crying and, and that's not my brother at all he's like what's wrong I was like no 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 don't worry about it it's just what I needed and I know that there are probably people out there who can, you know, can say the same thing. Like that, that's, you know, what they do. And so, um, another song, uh, that can do that very, very similar thing. Um, when I was younger, I loved the Prince of Egypt. So as an adult, I ended up getting the, um, album and I imported it into my iTunes library and there's, um, a track on there called The Burning Bush. And during the film of The Burning Bush, you have Moses talking to, you know, God via The Burning Bush. And he's telling him that he's not worthy, that he's not this, he's not that. And as a young kid, I was very perceptive. And I understood the doubt that Moses had. That was, he was portraying in the film. Whether you believe in religion or not, that's not the point. The point is that particular message in that particular moment, doubting yourself and then having someone tell you it's okay that you need to have faith in me. Um, it brought up a lot of emotion. So I, I cried at that sometimes too. Um, but there's also times when I listen to things and I just, I'm just happy. Uh, Mariah is a good one of that. I mean, Mariah can make me cry too, but um, there are times when I just want to jam out to Mariah, so I'll put on um, It's Like That. The Emancipation of Mimi is a great album if you want to jam out to it. There are some tearjerkers in there, kind of, sort of, but for the most part, um, It's Like That is an amazing song. Shake It Off. Um, You also have the um, Fantasy and then Fantasy Remix. You can't go wrong with those. Uh, of course, there's some other ones too, but I'm not going to list all the Mariah songs that I love. I'll be here forever. Um, but no, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's magical. Music is magical. Um, and then you have, I don't know, Dumbledore, or should I say JK Rowling, uh, via Dumbledore said, um, something along the lines of, Words are, in his humble opinion, like an inexhaustible form of magic. I would say that music is very much in that same category, both capable of inflicting harm or remedying it, 
there are times when, you know, you have a song that can mean something to you and to someone else. If you have a blow up with that person, you can start singing that song to them and then things will progress naturally where you apologize and you go, you come together. I've seen it happen before. I mean, it's it's happened in movies too, but there are times when in real life, people have done that. And then Pink and her new album has a, a song titled Our Song, where it literally talks about how we have a song that is just ours that meant so much to us. How did we grow so far apart where it's now nothing more than a song playing on the dance floor or a song coming out of the radio? People have songs that mean a lot to them because of who it represents and what it represents. And so music, I just love it. I just love the idea of music and how it can work wonders a dance floor can turn into a sea of standing bodies, into a flurry of moving people and partners doing whatever, whether it's grinding, where it's two-stepping, where it's a cha-cha slide type dance, anything. Like, it brings us together. I've never had... Well, I know because I've never had, but there are not very many songs out there or many artists that I have witnessed that are here to divide us intentionally and so I don't know if you have the chance to explore music to explore different artists I say get out of your comfort zone because if I am honest do I have top artists absolutely but if I hear a song that I like I will investigate this person or those people and I will say huh because like Little Mix is a good example I had no idea Little Mix existed until I heard one song and then I heard an album and now I really enjoy listening to Little Mix. And Alessia Cara, same thing. Uh, Charlie Puth, same thing. Um, To be honest with you, I was never a big fan of the Jonas Brothers. Uh, And then I heard their album uh, that had, I think, Cool on it and radio edits are meant to attract you to the album I highly recommend if you like someone's album or I'm sorry someone's song go to that album and listen to three random songs from it if you don't like all three of those random songs then dismiss the album But if there's one or two of those three songs that you can sort of see yourself listening to, give the album a chance and that'll help you grow into your music tastes. Because before I was always, oh, all about the singles, all about that. But when it comes to all of these other individuals and their music, someone was like, have you heard this song? Well, no. Have you heard that song? No. Well, how can you say that they're your favorites? Well, because I like their radio stuff. Listen to their non-radio stuff. Now, I thought people were crazy. I'm like, if it's on the radio, it has to be the best. That's not necessarily the case. When I went to go see Pink and I was talking to all of these women on the way out, um, they had no idea about her new album. 
like she sang literally three, four songs, five songs off of the new album. And they were sort of there, just sort of, you know, quiet, not really, you know, dancing around to any of them. And I thought that was weird until I found out they didn't know she had dropped a new album. So they thought she was just randomly touring and she was singing songs that they had never heard. I I don't know. I don't know how they got to that conclusion. Um, But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of people who have said the same thing, you know, about, you know, Beyonce. They had no idea that she was still making music. And I'm like... How is that possible? Because a lot of these people no longer care about radio distribution. And because of that, they're not getting the same plays that other artists, newer artists who are paying to be put on the radio are. And it's it's kind of fucked, in my opinion, because a lot of artists that deserve to be on the radio, that deserve to have their art heard, aren't simply because they can't afford to do it. Some of these people have such graceful, powerful, sometimes even disturbing stories to tell, but because they can't afford to pay it, the the price is too high, they don't get to have the chance to have their story told. Some of them prefer that, because like I said at the beginning, um, celebrity can sometimes be a curse to a lot of people, Susan Boyle is a perfect example. She became a celebrity and it almost killed her. Um, when it comes to Adele, uh, Adele will tell you in a heartbeat that the level of celebrity she got from 25, it, it almost killed her. She she could not fathom making another album like 25. She could not fathom making another single like Hello. She hates that song. Just like Beyonce hates fucking single ladies and Lady Gaga hates bad romance. These songs push them to a level of stardom and people are like, play that song, play that song, do that song. And it's not to be, not to to project, but hearing that this happens quite often in the music industry, it's kind of sad. Um, people who've ever listened to the song Dance Monkey by Tones and I, that's what that song is about. You have a bunch of fans that say, dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Oh, oh, oh. They want you to play these songs that can possibly mean very little to possibly nothing at all to artists. But in the case of Lady Gaga, she talks about how that album and that particular um, EP uh, came to be and how much it causes her pain to perform songs from that particular era of her time because that's when she was being taken advantage of in Hollywood that's when she was being raped uh, and she had to have her rapist baby aborted and I'm not trying to you know, be that guy and like spread people's business but when it comes to music I think it's very important to get a semblance of who you're listening to as well as listening to it I know I said, you know, there's a ch- you need to be able to separate the art from the artist, yes. But I do think you need to understand the artist just a little bit to understand their motivations. Because, like I said earlier, uh, people talk about how Pink talking about, you know, not being able to f- afford paying her bills in one of her songs. We don't know where that comes from. But it's a real sadness in her voice as she sings it. So she may... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. She probably knows what it's like in her concert. She spoke about 
being, you know, a little girl saving up all of her money to go and like record stuff, not thinking that she'd ever be as big as she is. And when you, when the way she spoke about it, there's sort of a a guilt behind it. Maybe I'm just projecting at this point, but there was sort of a a guilt behind it when she said, you know, I was saving up all of my money because have you ever bought something or paid for something when you know um, you shouldn't be paying for it, but you end up doing it because you feel the need deep down inside? That that's that's probably how she felt. I mean, because a lot of her original uh, earlier work was about you know uh, domestic disputes between her mother and father, uh, drug abuse, substance abuse, um, just always not feeling pretty enough not being that girl and a lot of insecurities she's grown since then um obviously one of the biggest stars in the world but at the same time she had to deal with those things so when she writes songs she may be writing songs about her past but she still went through them and it's important to know that so when you're listening to someone it's not fluff i don't know I just love music. I just love art. I love the artists. And I love what music can do for us. If you have the chance, what I like to do is I'll ask people, what song do you recommend? So I'm going to recommend some songs for y'all. If you want to listen to it, you can. If not, that's fine. I'm going to tell you right now. uh, Well, I'll, I'll preface each song. So this one is by uh, Khalid and it's called Saturday Nights. If you are a fan of that song, uh, by all means, skip it. But if you want to feel something, listen to Saturday Nights. It's Saturday for me. Saturday Nights has always been that song to make me cry because it's pretty much a song about how your parents can sometimes be very neglectful. And one of the chorus goes, out of all the things that I know that your parents don't, they don't care about you the way that I do. Um, and in and, and that particular part, in that particular chorus, the, the lines change. That's the last one. Because in the previous versions, he he's speaking in um, a third person. I'm, uh, well, I think the first two he's speaking in third person, and then finally he, you realize he's speaking in first person that he's talking about himself when he says they never cared about you the way that I do. Uh, it's just a very sad song. Listen to Saturday Nights. If you want to get uh, get a laugh, uh, L King. Um, she's got a song called It Girl. Listen to the It Girl. That song is uh, very satirical. It's very funny. Um, if you start listening to it and you're like, ah, this isn't isn't for me. Another funny song uh, would be Talk of the Town by L King. They're on the same album. So if you listen to both and you like both, give that album a try because to me that album is amazing. There's only like two skippable tracks on that album, uh, and one of them is an occasional skip. Uh, but for the most part, that album from start to finish, I can listen to it all. And then if I'm like, oh, it's over, I'll play it again. Um, if you want to listen to a party song, uh, 
that this is going to be a hard one. I don't know, because when I, I think of a party song, I go retro. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with going retro. So, uh, by Rihanna, please don't stop the music. Because I know I said uh, the whole Michael Jackson, Mama Say Mama Sama Makusa. Well, she uh, samples that in that song. And that that's something that, just don't stop the music. Just keep dancing. Um, if you want a sentimental song um, or a song um, about you know, growing up and expressing regret, you can go ahead and listen to Pink's Barbies, or you can listen to Adele's uh, Million Years Ago. Um, both of those songs will make, me, they make me cry. Um, songs about friendship, you've got, um, what's it called? Whitney Houston and Kiki, not Kiki, C.C. Wyans. So Whitney Houston and C.C. Wyans, uh, Count On Me. That is a old school R&B song from the Waiting to Exhale album. That entire album, by the way, is phenomenal with some of the best uh, R&B female vocalists um, ever on that album. You've got Brandy, you've got Mary J. Blige, you've got, um, God, what is her her name? Oh, it's going to be Aretha Franklin. Uh, You have uh, Anita Baker, uh, Patti LaBelle. That is her name, Patti LaBelle. And of course, the late, great Whitney Houston. Um, There are just so many songs on that album that just that just hit you in the feels um from ranging from everything from learning to get over things to leaning on people when you need to lean on them because everyone needs someone to lean on and sometimes leaning on music is a great approach especially if you have to be your own hero anyway y'all i hope that you enjoyed this particular episode go out there and listen to some music today and Make today a wonderful day. Peace out for now. Love ya.